Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Okay, y'all hear the name. Here we go, Steelers. So that could only mean one thing. It's Arthur Most Wesley Euler. Time to go to the Steelers Blitz. More importantly, right here on Steelers Nation Radio. And I am extremely excited because not only is it a most host Wednesday, but it's also the day before. In fact, we'd like to call it the penultimate show before Thanksgiving. So you know I can't wait to talk about that. One of us over here has a great head of hair, the other a decade-long NFL experience. But at the end of the day, it's going to be up to you to figure it out. So with that being said, first off, my partner in crime, my one and only, Mr. Wesley Euler, how we living on this beautiful Wednesday? Uh, just fantastic, Arthur Motes. Last uh, work day here before a few days off. You and I were we're, uh, we're, yeah. we're doing we're doing all the all the radio stuff here to give the people what they want. A uh, another episode of the Steelers Blitz before a, a long stretch off here. So I am uh, I'm excited to get after it with you here one more time before we uh, stuff our faces and have a few days off. Yeah, absolutely, because as we talked about on our previous show, we will not only have uh, this Friday off, but also Monday won't be a show because you'll be on the road, Mr. Big uh, Travel Squad guy over there. Fabulous Indianapolis, baby. (laughs) Back to your old stumping grounds. Let's get it. (laughs) But, um, you know, I'm definitely excited, though, man, because we do have plenty that we're going to talk about. We're also going to have fun today because we said Thanksgiving is tomorrow so we got to talk some thanksgiving foods some things that we're thankful for as well but you know we got to always cut our teeth with the meat and potatoes of stealing football and with that being the case i did want to start with just simply asking you man um we know the Steelers came off a performance where they had some really positive moments but ultimately in the end they fell short to the Bengals. but if we could just talk about two things that we're looking forward to seeing from this team offensively and defensively come Monday night. Let's start with that right there. Okay. I like so so two And I'll let you I'll let you I'll let you decide too. Two things for the defense that you want to see and then mm-hmm. two things for the offense that you want to see. But 
you get to choose which we start offensively or defensively because I'm big before your flexibility this day. <laughs> well, Moti, I mean, as our loyal listeners know, there's only one of us on this show who really respects defense, okay? So. Oh, <laughs> you're right. That's definitely you. you know, I can't stand on defense. I know, <laughs> I know. You always just want to talk about the wide receivers and the quarterbacks. I, I get it. I get it. But, no, let's – all us, all us prime teams got to stick together. You know that. That's right. That's right. I uh, let's let's um let's start on the defensive side of the football here. It feels right. All right. The the weather's getting colder. Although they will play in a dome on Monday night, but the weather's getting colder. <laughs> the temperatures are changing. This is the time of year where defense really wins you games and obviously wins you uh, division titles and playoff games and championships down the stretch. So let's start with talking about the defense. Two things and. Uh, I just want to clarify here, right? This is specifically for Monday night, right? Not the rest of the season correct. for yes, Monday that night. That is correct. Okay. That's correct. Come on, man. You know, we live week to week here. That's okay? right. We cut we, our, we not, we we not cut our eyelids off. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we live in the macro. We, are, excuse, we live in the micro. We don't live in the macro. There you go. We got, right. we got plenty of time for big picture conversation next year. Uh-huh. Um, Absolutely. Okay, so number one for me uh, that I want to see, Motsi, and this might seem like low-hanging fruit, but it's obviously going to be pertinent. I, I I want to see them limit Jonathan Taylor. Um, we Ooh. all you know we all know he he had a heck of a season last year. Uh, he was the right he was the number one overall pick in most fantasy football drafts for a reason. And it's been a little up and down for him this year. He had a slow start. He's had some good weeks. He's had some weeks that he that he struggled. It's it's been a mixed bag from the Colts. Uh, run game and that obviously Jonathan Taylor is involved in that certainly um, their offensive line is as well too you know it's it, it's not just uh, 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 on the running back their offensive line has struggled but over these last couple games uh, you know he had 84 yards and a touchdown against the Eagles he had 147 yards and a touchdown against the Raiders he had 76 yards against the Commanders. He's starting to look a little bit more like the Jonathan Taylor of old as opposed to the guy who was, you know, rattling off 42 yards against the Titans and 54 yards well, you can say that again. against the Jags. <laughs> you know, he, he, he did. He had a slow start to the season. He's only scored three touchdowns on the year, and two of them came in the last two weeks. So we know how talented he is. We know how predicated this Colts team is on running the football, and they have been for a couple years now. When their offensive line is going, when their run game is going with Jonathan Taylor, they're tough to beat. They control the clock. Mm -hmm. They move the sticks. They stay ahead of the sticks. All those different things. They wear your defense down, and they set up a lot for the rest of the offense. So, listen, it's it's a tall task. It's a it's a when when Jonathan Taylor's playing well, when that offensive line is playing well, they're they're right up there. You know, with the Titans and some of these teams that we talk about that can just enforce their will on the ground but to me you got to at least limit Jonathan Taylor in that run game I'm not saying you got to hold him to 40 yards or anything like that but it, it can't be a hundred that would be nice it would be though. it would be real nice <laughs> but you know you you keep him nice. you keep him in that 70s and lower range I, I think you're gonna have a, a good chance to win this game but if he starts getting up into 80s and 90s obviously if he gets into double digits something he's only done twice this season so far that's where you could be in trouble. So when I'm thinking about the defense on Monday night, it, it's all predicated on slowing down that run game. Yeah, I'm actually glad that you brought that up because when you look at Jonathan Taylor, the 80-yard mark is the magic number for them offensively. Now, granted, last game, 22 carries, 84 yards. He only averaged 3.8, so that's not necessarily alarming, but he had a long of 28 in there. And it was more so the in uh, it was more so the commitment to doing it something that they had got away from at times earlier in the season when you re- uh, referenced some of those forty uh, yard performances. 
he didn't get as many touches. But what that also does is it helps out Matt Ryan in their play action. And you look in contrast, right? Some weeks Matt Ryan is over there god awful turning the ball over a ton. Last week versus that Philadelphia Eagles defense, he's 23 of 32 for 213, zero pick, zero touchdowns. So with that, it is a largely based off of that Jonathan Taylor rushing attack. So, yeah, I'm with you 100%. you got to smash that run. But um, for me, man, the first thing that I would want to see from this defense be improved uh, next week is just their finish. Um, hmm. This is something that has popped up a couple of times now, um, more so with the secondary when we've talked about it in the past, whether it was the Miami Dolphins game before dropped interception, whether it was the Philadelphia Eagles game, uh, A.J. Brown just consistently winning at the catch point on what should be deemed 50-50 balls. Um, when you're looking at how the Steelers played last weekend against the Bengals, we saw a little bit of both, right? We saw some non-finishes from Arthur Marlette, Levi Wallace, where they were in position, Terrell Edmonds, they were in position, but ultimately guys like T. Higgins were able to consistently win at the catch point. They finished better. When we talk about some of the tackling, you look at some of those screen plays, man, some of those runs that Samaji P. Ryan had, and it wasn't him running scot-free. It's him missing – it's a guy missing a tackle. You know, and those are some of the things that when we talk about how the Steelers are supposed to win this season, they have to operate at a very, very high level of efficiency defensively. And it can't be them losing consistently on 50-50 balls. They can't be them missing tackles because missed tackles are one of the fastest ways to get you beat at the NFL level. And the Steelers this season have been a really good tackling team. But for them, I want to see them rapidly improve upon that because the tackling element in terms of the finish will definitely help them versus Jonathan Taylor because, number one, Jonathan Taylor's contact balance is elite. His his yards after contact are top-notch as well. So when you're dealing with a guy like that, it's all about not just being in position, but getting 11 hats to the ball so you can finish him, get him to the ground. When you talk about Matt Bryant finishing on your rush, you're going to get back there at times. Get him down. Finish that. When you talk about the coverage element, he's going to give you some opportunities with Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman's a really good receiver. Trust me, I got him in fantasy, so he's been scoring major <laughs> points for me. All right? But he is one of those receivers that you have to finish against him, man. He is going to be really good at the catch point. Yeah. He's going to be really good in terms of, you know, shorthanded. Seven targets, six receptions, 75 yards. 12 and a half per reception. So it's letting you know that they're not just running these short variety plays with him. He has a longer 24 yards as well. So he's definitely one of those guys that you're going to want to be aware of and have to make sure that you're consistently finishing at the catch point against him. So that's why for me, my first thing was finish. No, that's well said by you. And, you know, that's something that, that, it's not the first time that you and I have discussed that on this show, right? It's not the first time you've brought that up as it relates to the Steelers' defense. Talking about that finish, talking about the 60-minute effort, you know, consistency from from the first quarter to the fourth quarter, that's certainly uh, something that, that down the stretch here, it would be nice to see it all come together as it feels like the defense is, you know, getting about as healthy as they've been since week one. Um, I'm, I'm completely with you on that. I, I think that's well said, and that certainly does. That, that ties into to what I was talking about with the run game as well, too, because that's going to have to be a 60-minute effort against Jonathan Taylor and company to keep them keep them bottled up there in Indianapolis on Monday night. Uh, number, number two, Motsi? Let's do it. All right, number two for me is – I want to see. I want to see the return of this vicious pass rush of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ooh, yeah. Now it, it is. Pretty, it is pretty vicious at times. It's it's been vicious at times. It's been not so vicious at times this season. But once again, you know, 
The the defense is as healthy as they've been since week one. T.J. Watt has now had two weeks to to knock some rust off and hopefully get back to form. We all know what Alex Highsmith has been doing, top 10 in the NFL in sacks. Cam Hayward had himself a, a, a solid performance this past week. I think Cam, is, these past two weeks, has, has looked rejuvenated post-bye week. Um, you know, Minka, I would agree with that as well. Yeah. I think he's been – he looked a lot, but he really benefited from that bye week. I, 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 I think so, too. And, 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 you know, Minka now, obviously uh, – <laughs> with his appendix uh, doing him wrong a couple weeks ago, he's had some I, I time. Say, to... I, I, I still don't even know how Mika was out there last <laughs> Me week. I Me really either. do not know. I, I was like, yo, this guy is a psychopath. He's different, okay? It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. He might not be Wolverine. Wait, wait, maybe, he's, say, maybe he's Weapon X out there, hey, though. <laughs> hey, hey, what's happening? Kids, don't try this at home. Kids, yeah. do not try this. These are trained professionals. Do not try this at home. Yes, yes. This is this is not a stunt. This is This is different right here, man. The Colts have gone back to Matt Ryan, Motsi, after uh, flirting with Sam Ellinger there for a little bit. Jeff Saturday has has gone back to Matt Ryan. and How do you feel about that, man? You, you weren't feeling the Sam Ellinger experiment? Well, not really. I mean, you, you know. I was going to be feeling it for us. <laughs> <laughs> you know how I feel about these fellow Big 12 quarterbacks as well, too. Um, hey, although, I, I make, hey, all y'all stick together, man. All Big 12 stick together. No, we ain't we ain't the SEC or the Big Ten. We're the we're the we're the hate we're the hateful ten over here is what we are. <laughs> um, so where's the unification? We need some unity, man. Sam, Sam, unity. Sam uh, Sam Ellinger, a <laughs> lot more mobile than Matt Ryan, to say the least. I think that's putting it kindly. Yeah. I think that's putting it uh, pretty 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 black and white, pretty uh, pretty obviously there. It, it, it appears Matt Ryan is still going to be under center. That that that's who you know Jeff Saturday is gonna gonna ride with here the rest of the season. Got to be able to get after that guy. And you know he is. I'm not breaking any news here. Matt Ryan he is not exactly mobile. He's one of those old school you know more traditional pocket passers. Uh, cut from the you know from 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 the the Tom Brady Peyton Manning type cloth right from that era. Kind of the last of a dying breed in that way. He's not going to run Ooh, around. You just called Matt Ryan, Tom Brady. I no, now it. hold Ooh, on. I'm, I'm talking about statue oh in the God. pocket passes. Joe Flacco. Okay, there's Tom the Brady. that's the uh, that's the comparison nope. I was nope. looking for. Nope. Joe Flacco. For, for, first thing come to your mind when you meant the most. You said Brady. I'm telling it. Mm-mm-mm. I tweet, can't believe you. Tweet Tom wow. Brady and tell him I said that. Wow, wow. Well, you were on the Tom Brady's going to fall off. He's not going to do it anymore. So you know, I'm gonna just pass that along too. And not only did he say you were gonna fall off, he also said that Matt Ryan just like you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, not I'm a lot, of, not a lot, of, not a lot of difference there, except for like a dozen different records and seven Super well, Bowl I mean, championships. You, <laughs> you've already told me he's your favorite TV twelve, so I already get it. You know, it's okay. <laughs> Matt Ryan is not at the top of the list when we rank mobile quarterbacks in the National Football League. All right, yeah, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> he is. Absolutely not. He's not getting designed runs called for him like Jalen Hurts. He's uh he, he hey, not hey, even. Hey, Wes, Wes, if we see an RPO, man, I might run across the field myself. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Matt Ryan pulling on the zone read, man, I'm doing back to down the field, man. It's just, you know, it's just one of them things, man. He's he's not Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts. He's not uh he's not Kenny Pickett or Josh Allen. I don't think he's even anywhere he's in between. Not, he's not Baker Mayfield. He's not Baker Mayfield. He's not Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not none of them guys. Athletic. <laughs> You're right. So 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 go hunting. 
Um, you know, again, have success against that run game. Force them into predictable down and distance situations where you know Matt Ryan is going to have to drop back and stand in that pocket and throw the football. And and you know, after hunting for some turkeys this week, let's go let's go hunt for some quarterbacks on Monday night. Uh, they they need to get back to to getting after quarterbacks. They did a little bit against Joe Burrow. Started to started to see some signs of it on Sunday, and I. You know, I'm not asking for five sacks every single game like we saw in the opener, but you know, this is a team that's led the NFL in sacks now for a long time. This is a defense that has been predicated on turnovers and getting after the quarterback. Uh, let's let's see that start to to manifest itself on Monday night and hopefully continue. You know, throughout this this final stretch here. Man, that is funny that uh, you started out with, or excuse me, your second uh, thing was pressure or uh, pass rush because literally I have written on mine consistent pressure hey. Be- because when you look at the way that this team in particular the uh, defense has went this season when they've had pressure consistently they've been top notch they've been a handful to deal with and they've held teams to some very very impressive scoring marks in the sense of under 20 points under 20 points or right around 20 like that is tough to do consistently in the nfl and they've been doing it without tj watt for a large majority of that yep but then we've also seen where they haven't had consistent pressure when they've allowed quarterbacks to sit back there. And sometimes it hasn't even been the quarterback having to scramble. Sometimes it could look like Jacoby Brissett, where it's very statuesque, but he's not under pressure. And that's something that you can't allow versus Matt Ryan. When you're playing against Matt Ryan, you have to take advantage of the fact that, yes, he has slowed down athletically. And he does not move well, nor does he like people around his body, man. He, he's not a guy that's going to fight um, a lot in terms of trying to get out of the pocket or to, you know, fight out of the grasp of a pass rusher. So you have to make him feel uncomfortable. You have to make that be reflected. And also, it's times where if he's feeling the pressure, he will force an error. He'll try to get rid of the ball because he doesn't want to get hit at this stage in his career, and rightfully so. So when we're talking about the importance of consistent pressure this week, I think it's amplified because of those things. And I do feel like when you're looking at a Michael Pittman Jr. and the matchup or the mismatch that he can cause on the hills of what we just saw with the T. Higgins last weekend, I feel like the pass rush even more so becomes more prevalent because of this matchup, particularly on the secondary. So if we don't want a Michael Pittman Jr. to look like how T. Higgins was looking at times or how some other receivers have looked at times against us, this this pass rush has to be more consistent. The pressure has to be more consistent. And it could be with the front four or if they have to dial up some pressures um, in the sense of blitzing. But whatever way they want to roll, we're definitely going to need more consistent pressure this week. Buddy, I'm with you. I mean, again, that is, you know, that's what this defense is predicated upon. That's where, you know, they have been at their best is when they're getting after quarterbacks and they're and they're able to create those splash plays off of that. And, you know, again, that's that's easier said than done against some quarterbacks in this league. We, we know how that position has evolved and, and grown and everything over over the last few years. Um, but Matt Ryan is still that old school, last of a dying breed. He's not gonna he's not gonna give you the whoop. Make him make you miss in the pocket. Uh, all right, so so yes, let's have that. Let's have that consistency. Let's have that finish. Let's limit the run game so that we can get after them in the in the pass game. Um, that feels like you know, I, and, and again, this it's not like rocket science. It's not like I just reinvented the wheel here, found a way to split the atom. Um, but that feels like the blueprint for the Steelers' defense on on Monday night. Yeah, I would definitely feel like it is, man. 
And if they can do that, it'd be great because we're definitely going to need a win. I mean, we're to that point now where all these games matter even more so now. So yes. if that is the case, man, they need to go out there and put it together, man. But either way, it's definitely going to be an exciting time. And I am glad to hear that we're at least on par. We're in the same wheelhouse defensively. Hey, listen. But we are going to get ready to go. We might oh, be. Ahead. I was just going to say, you know, you and I, we, we might be in uh, separate locations right now. But, we, but we're still on the same page. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you better believe that. <laughs> Absolutely. So what I was going to say is this, man. Um, we are going to go ahead and take a break because when we come back, we got to talk about my favorite side of the field, the <laughs> offense side. You know, I, I love my quarterbacks, my wide receivers. Man, if you can score points, baby, now you're speaking my language. So we don't want to shortchange them in any way, shape, or form. So this is Arthur Most and Wesley Euler. And when we return, we will be talking about the Steelers on offense. Oh, Steelers Nation Radio. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at VisitCalifornia.com.